The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, January 25th, 2024. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change, and I apologize coming to you a little bit late. We had some technical difficulties. We will have no difficulties when we get in the Dean and Mark Porter here in just a sec. But first, you know what time it is. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Trim your balls and your date will thank us too. What's up, fellas? Valentine's Day is knocking and Manscaped is the remedy for what the love doctor ordered. His prescription, the all-new Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, designed to elevate your grooming game and shine like the heartthrob you are. Join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com to snag 20% off plus free shipping with the code BUCKNUTS. Not everything the Love Doctor ordered is in here. There's even more. This package also features the Weed Whacker 2.0 Nose Hair Trimmer, Manscaped's liquid formulations, and two free goodies, the Shed Travel Bag and Boxers 2.0, because comfort is king for all my dogs. And for you bearded kings, Manscaped brings you the Beard Hedger Pro Kit, designed to shape your scruff effortlessly. It sculpts cheek lines and maintains beard styles, giving you that suave look for your romantic moments. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BUCKNUTS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BUCKNUTS because your grooming upgrade awaits, ready to charm your Valentine's Day dates. Here are my dates for today. The great Bill Kerlick and Mark Porter. Gentlemen, sometimes we don't have stuff to talk about. Other times we do. This is one of those times. I'll just take it off the top. 
much uh, talked about, but Jim Harbaugh is officially gone. Bill, your thoughts? Well, I think uh, as I watched things develop over the last few weeks, it amazed me how many it seemed thought that Jim Harbaugh might not go to the NFL. It just amazed me. I mean, I think just about anybody could see that coming if they looked at all, that he was going to go to the NFL as long as he got offered a job. And the chances of him getting offered a job were extremely high. Um, You put that together with the San Diego Chargers job being open, and it just (laughs) – it was a fake complete, I guess. Um, so that uh, was anything but a surprise, and I can't understand how anybody would feel that it would be anything different. Um, now, the, the question is, what happens next in Ann Arbor? I think everybody feels like Sharon Moore is going to be the next head coach at Michigan, and I'm not saying that that would be a bad choice. I think that the current players would certainly like it, but I'm not sure it's the best choice, to be honest. Um, you know, if you're asking me who has the more proven track record, Sharon Moore or say Brian Kelly and the background in the state of Michigan and all that, you know, I, I, I would, I would say Brian Kelly, you know, and I'm not saying that he would go there if offered the job, but, uh, that one would, uh, you know, I guess if I was going to worry about it, that one would worry me more. So we'll see what happens. If Jerome Moore gets the job, I don't think there's going to be a lot of guys that uh, transfer out of there. I think most will stay. And the other thing I think to, to consider is how many guys on how many coaches on the Michigan staff leave. If Jesse Minter leaves, that is a big loss, their defensive coordinator. And I think the expectation is he will likely go to San Diego with Harbaugh unless he were to become the head coach at Michigan. Uh, does Ben Herbert leave? He is their associate head coach and strength and conditioning guy. That would be a big loss. And I think that there's a lot of angst up in Michigan that he too is going to go with Harbaugh to the NFL. So if you put all those things together, Harbaugh leaving and um, Ben Herbert and Jesse Minter leaving and so on, that's, that's some big losses up in Ann Arbor. Mark, thoughts? And we, yes, we know he's going to LA. And Bill said San Diego. It happens. We all do it. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm in agreement with Bill. This was easy to see. Um, I, I remember talking months ago that we felt like Harbaugh was gone in the middle of the season because of the scandal, and all he was trying to do was just get to the end of the year and have this one last run, so to speak, in him, and then off to the NFL. Uh, as far as going to Sharon Moore. I don't have a problem with it, but I noticed there's this thing right now where we're in uncharted territories with NIL. And I think they just saw what happened when Alabama's coach lost and then Washington's coach left and all the players at Exodus. The new thing might be try to minimize that, you know, like anytime a coach leaves, you get a 30 day window where your whole team can leave too. I almost think that rule should be the opposite. If your coach leaves, you can't leave to protect the school because what's going to happen now is every time a coach leaves, you're going to see 30, 40 players walk out the door because they want to go play for their coach or other coaches that left. Now, Harbaugh's not going to another team, but I think there's uh, some, I don't know. I think it gets scary when you lose a coach, how many players may go with them. And I think the knee jerk reaction by the fans and people there is 
hey, let's take Sherrod Moore. He's going to put his arms around a lot of this staff, keep a lot of his staff here, and you know, kind of keep their arms around this nucleus and not let players walk out the door. That factors in as much as the coaching ability. So uh, would, are there better qualified coaches out there? Of course, there's some hot names that if you had the money, you could go pull them or prime away. Or, you know, if you did a national coaching search, you might come up. But I think to save the program and, and the continuity of what they just had, it, it might be short-sighted to save the 85 guys on this roster and not worry about four or five years from now. Uh, but I think that's the direction they're going to go. And, you know, Moore did a great job in those couple games when he coached, so he kind of had a audition tape that's fresh in everybody's mind. And I think, you know, that that has as much to do with it as anything. Bill, talk about recruiting in terms of the window and such. What happens now? Well, uh, the Michigan players will have a 30-day window to leave if they want to leave. Um, again, I think if Sharon Moore stays, that'll be minimal. And I agree with Mark. If he doesn't stay, all bets are off. Um, now, what's interesting is that um, – if they um, if they hire Sharon Moore rather than a Brian Kelly, for instance, that doesn't open up another school where players can leave. For instance, if Brian Kelly were to get the job, how many LSU guys would come to Michigan with him? That would remain to be seen. But if Sharon Moore gets the job, then there's not another school necessarily out there that um, – a whole bunch of players are opened up to possibly go to Michigan or wherever they want. So that's kind of the dynamic there. Um, also, I want to, you know, Mark mentioned about the short-term versus the long-term gain. Short-term, Sharon Moore is, I guess, a safer choice. But long-term, who knows? And I kind of think back to way back when Ohio State basketball and Randy Ayers and this is going way back for some of you older, but I was coaching basketball in those days and all, was the guy that got elevated to Ohio State, and everybody loved it. And I really liked Andy, Randy Ayers a lot. I knew him very well and liked him a lot. But short-term, that did, did turn out to be okay. Long-term, not so much so. Yeah, short-term, Jim Jackson came. Long-term, then Jim Jackson left, and Randy Ayers was still here. That's exactly what happened. He was the guy recruiting uh, Jimmy at Toledo Makeover, and Jimmy Jackson was unbelievable. Let me tell you something. If Jim Jackson was on this Ohio State basketball yeah. team, oh my, we would not have the issues at the end of the game, the beginning of the game, or the middle of the game. Uh, so that, that's where we are with that. Okay. Uh, do we feel like, Mark, Bill, that Sharon Moore can get it done in Ohio? Uh there was a Jordan Marshall off the top of my head was is committed to go to Ohio State, and that was a guy that Ohio State wanted. Traditionally, it's rare for Ohio State to lose a guy even to Michigan that they wanted. Harbaugh was on his way to maybe getting that done. Does this set them back, Bill? And Mark, you can chime in after that. In the state well, of Ohio, I mean. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Uh, by the way, I, before anybody asks, I don't think uh, uh, as long as Sharon Moore gets a job, Jordan Marshall is not going to to change his mind. Uh, if he doesn't get the job, I can't say as well. I tend to think he would stay with Michigan um, based on how much he was sold on, on going there, but who knows. Um, but I think it remains to be seen on Sharon Moore. I mean, he hasn't done it as the guy at Michigan. 
Um, I don't think Ohio State is going to be real worried about that, for instance. I don't think they're going to worry that, oh, oh my, you know, we, it's going to be harder to keep the guys in Ohio at home. I don't think, again, there's only been really one Jordan Marshall that they have really wanted that they haven't got that Michigan has got uh, in, in, gosh, I don't know how many years, in, in a lot of years. Yeah, I guess we lost a couple to Notre Dame, the offense, Eichenberg and Kramer, was it a few years ago, five, six years ago? But I can't really remember any of uh, Cincinnati and Toledo can occasionally be wonky. Mark, when Harbaugh started out uh, at Michigan, he didn't really put the effort into Mich- into Ohio that this that Michigan had traditionally done. Now, if you look at the history of Michigan, they usually win when they do a good job in Ohio. Elvis Gerback, uh, Desmond Howard, Charles Woodson are from the great state of Ohio. They had actually picked it up in the last 18 months or so. Um, do you think that dies now? Or do no, you think they're I, still going to try and do it? Yeah, I think there's two ways to look at it. Um, you're right. Their imprint in Ohio was non-imprint for a while. They just said, we're not going to fight the battle. We're not going to lose to Ohio mm-hmm. State on top players. And you know what? To their credit, they built a team that was pretty good without doing that. But you're right. In the last couple of years, they've amped it up. And that directly correlated with them beating Ohio State. So that gave them a little gas to get in their tank to come down to Ohio. And then in the last year or so, and even now, they've made it a focus where they had their biggest class in the history of Michigan and Ohio last year. They brought in a lot of nice Ohio players. Um, Recruiting to me is, you know, a lot about star power. Um, some of these coaches have maybe rock star status. You know, Deion Sanders shows up at your house and mm-hmm. the whole neighborhood's peeking out through the window to see that he's at your, oh my God, Deion Sanders is in the neighborhood tonight. Um, some coaches come in your neighborhood and you don't even know it. You know, they're, they don't have that status. Jim Harbaugh was a name. Urban Meyer was a name. When they showed up at your house, I joked before that when Urban Meyer showed up at your house, it was like Dave Matthews or someone like that coming over. When Jim Trestle showed up, it was more like the president coming over. So, you know, there's different types of personalities these guys bring when they show up. Um, I would guess if you said Sherrod Moore out loud to most of America, they don't know that name. It's not household. Um, the people who saw him beat Penn State maybe saw the post game or saw his post game stuff, maybe fell in love with him there if you're a Michigan fan or something. But there isn't a whole big, you know, what do they have that Q rating on people, you know, that tells you how popular they are. You almost want a head coach these days that's got a Q rating, that that has this uh, personality that, you know, kids and parents can relate to. And, you know, that star power helps in recruiting. So I think they maybe don't have that when they come back to Ohio. I mean, bringing the khaki guy into your house, yeah, the neighbors are looking, the, the Michigan guy. So Sherrod Moore is going to come in quieter. I, I know he's going to be in Cleveland today. And literally today will be his first day on the road making an impression in Ohio with Ohio players. And it's – Maybe that tells you something right there. His maybe first week on the job, if he's not technically the guy yet. I know, you know, he's not technically, but the first place he's going is where? Cleveland, Ohio. So that tells you what he's thinking about his recruiting base. We have, we have not even talked about what might be uh, going to happen in Michigan with the NCA, et cetera. Um, let's if- talk about that, Bill. <laughs> Yeah, let's talk. <laughs> if Sharon gets more gets the job, there's a whole lot going on there. 
you know, they lost a ton of players from their national championship team. Let's start there. They lost a lot of them. Uh, many more guys that were in question as far as leaving for the NFL left than stayed. And, and some of them, you know, uh, at one point I saw a thing that had a high degree of probability um, that Jim Harbaugh and J.J. McCarthy were going to be at Michigan next season. I said, I don't think so. But, you know, they're both gone now. Um, so you got all the players leaving, so, so many of the players leaving. They do have some very good ones coming back. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Sure. You've got the potential uh, sanctions by the NCA and what's going to, you know, what are they going to get hit with? There's a lot going on there that if you have not been a head coach before, that might not be the easiest waters to navigate. And I can tell you that from personal knowledge. Um, I got my first head coaching job in basketball at a major high school when I was 24 years old. I thought I knew everything. I thought I was ready for this job. I found out, no, maybe not so much so that first year. And I think Sharon Moore might find out the same thing a little bit. You know, and just to capitalize on that, if, if you know Michigan's probably getting some sort of death penalty or punishment the next couple of years, how many top flight of coaches are really waiting to sign up to go, you know, take on that? You know, like, why would Kelly come over and take over a program that's going to really have an uphill battle for a year or two with maybe a postseason thing or scholarship reductions? Who knows what it'll be? But th these top flight candidates, they don't want to go jump in a rent a car or a car that's beat up they want to jump into a ferrari you know i mean yeah. it, i mean and, and it, i hate to say it least, but if harbaugh thought there was any gas left in the tank there he wouldn't be leaving you know he he knows it's going to be a ghost town up there and it kind of shame on him for jumping ship and you know you know walking out of there you know when you're leaving the town high and dry uh but hey they wanted their national championship it, it all lined up for them and they're going to pay the piper for it eventually think think back to urban meyer remember when he took over he didn't know when he took over Ohio State that they were going to be ineligible to play for the national championship. And I remember really well, you know, they went 12-0 and 0 that year and didn't get to play for the yes, national championship. Yes, they did. And Urban, I remember well his comment when he found out after he'd taken the job that they were not – he said it was like a gut punch, you know, he, it, the, devastating. And Sharon Moore or whoever takes this job is not going to know what exactly lies ahead when they take the job. We've talked about this briefly, but let's double back on this. Who is he supposed to take from his staff? Do you guys know? Because if he takes a defensive coordinator, that's a major blow. I think most people feel he's going to take Jesse Minter with him, unless Jesse Minter gets the head coaching job at Michigan, which I I would not rule yeah. out, but I don't expect it, for, certainly. I think everybody expects him to take Jesse Minter with him. And I think it's a real possibility that he takes Ben Herbert, the associate head coach and strength and conditioning guy with him. And those, as I mentioned earlier, that'd be two big losses, really big losses. What do you think the chances are he takes Jay Harbaugh with him? <laughs> I should mention him. I think the chances are very high that happens too. I think I would agree with that. Um, <laughs> I'm not even going to get into the third base commentary, but I did ask if Brian Day was born on third base – where was Jay Harbaugh born? In the dugout? You know what I'm saying? At the home of the owner while the game was going on? Um, come on now. Let's just call it straight. All right. 
Let's get to some questions. We will get off the Michigan vibe here, though it was uh, an enjoyable one for unique purposes. There's a good recruiting question here, and I want to ask, and I apologize if it takes a second here, but let me find it. It's about guys. One of them is Tucker Caddis. Mark, your thoughts. Please tell us who he is and why we should be interested. Uh, Tucker Caddis is an offensive lineman from St. Xavier in Cincinnati. Uh, I, I got to <laughs> believe he's 6'5", 280, 290. Uh, when I looked at offensive linemen this year, Carter Lowe is the no-brainer. He's the one that jumps off the tape. And Tucker Caddis is my number two guy. Um, I don't think it's a deep class of offensive linemen this year in Ohio, so I think Tucker would be the next guy they go to. Uh, I like the question showing up down here. Um, Tucker, he, he, when I saw him uh, up in Cleveland play against St. Ignatius, St. Ed, he just blows guys off the ball. I mean, he really is a run uh, road grader in the run game, has great feet. Um, easily the second best guy. If Ohio State offered, it wouldn't bother me. Uh, Jameel Atkins and Raphael Green saw both of them yeah. this year. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I didn't say this correctly. Mika Hanna, I posted this question for those of you guys listening to the podcast. Mika Hanna asks, any chance Jameel Atkins or Raphael Green or Tucker Caddis uh, could possibly join Micah DeBose if we land him to go with Carter Lowe? Go ahead, Mark. I'm sorry. Yes. So Tucker Caddis to me is way ahead of green and Atkins on that list. Okay. Like it wouldn't even be close with the other two. The other two to me are more uh, developmental projects and they both have different developmental. Uh, I don't want to use the word issues, but the, the reason they might not be at Ohio state, I'll go into each of them. Jameel Atkins is a Trotwood Madison uh, offensive lineman. He is six, seven. He is the monster can be. Yeah. I mean, he was a hoops player. And, and that's kind of the problem is he hasn't put on the football weight yet. He doesn't have the punch, doesn't have the strength. It doesn't mean that four years from now we won't be talking about him as a possible NFL draft choice because that weight comes on later. But if you were judging the horse race right now, he's significantly behind in that area. Uh, and it's not like that weight room won't do wonders for him in the next couple of years. I don't want to bang on a kid here. But when we're talking about Ohio State, we're talking about finished products that you're not – taking that leap of faith. And then Raphael Narco Green, uh, I think is his other part of his name I've seen. Uh, he's down at Winton Woods, and he was absolutely enormous. And too enormous is the way I would phrase it. I want to say he was in the 350-pound neighborhood. I mean, he was really big. And when you're that big, you, you don't move the way you probably should. He has since lost weight. He has since got quicker. I just watched his film again the other day, and the exact thoughts I'm expressing right now, like, good job, kid. Way to get in there and get going. But is it Ohio State level? And he has some big offers because there are some people projecting that right. as this weight keeps coming off, we're going to get a better and better player. Mm -hmm. And that's why his offer list. But I don't know if Ohio State has to take that leap of faith. If they jump in on a kid like either one of these guys, I would say it's late once that product looks more you know, polished on film. Where, you know what those guys are? Summer camp kids. Please come to our summer camp. Let us evaluate six months after you've been shedding some of that again, the baby fat or, you know, bulking up. And that's where those kids where Tucker Caddis is more plug and play finished, uh, finished product. Bill, we mentioned Micah DeBose in that question. Micah DeBose is an offensive lineman, I believe, residing in the state of Alabama with deep Ohio ties. You've done a lot of coverage on him. We've got many pictures of him visiting. Your thoughts on Micah DeBose, and then why don't you take that and lead that into the Carter Lowe discussion for this weekend? 
Well, I'll go, I'll go back to uh, Mark's analogy of um, the rock star status coaches showing up at schools. Um, when Urban Meyer, Justin Fry, and a couple other high state coaches showed up at Vigor High School in Alabama. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. It was Ryan Day. Did I? What did I say? The herb. Look, oh, yeah. he's sitting right here and he looms over us always. Look, if you're going to uh, make it, if you're going to slip someone's name in there, let's make it his. Yeah, well, Continue, William. And, uh, when Ryan Day, of course, Correct. showed up, and Justin Fry and a couple other higher state coaches at Vigor High School in Alabama, it was quite a scene. Um, as I detailed on Bucknuts earlier this week, um, it made a huge splash. I mean, a huge splash that they all showed up. And what was interesting was that they didn't just show up for an hour, so to speak. Justin Fry spent a good portion of the day uh, in town, at the school, at the basketball game, so on and so forth. Made a big impression. Ryan Day and Justin Fry were at uh, the basketball game that night that um, DeBose played in. Uh, Heartline was there for a little bit and so on and um, if I remember right, I think it was Corey Dennis may have been the other Ohio State coach there. But uh, that impressed them a lot. Not only them showing up, but all the time that they spent talking to the people uh, there around the town, everything else. Very, very positive impression. I think in the end, DeBose is going to end up at one of three schools. He's going to end up at Auburn, Alabama, or Ohio State, obviously. He uh, is now an Alabama kid, but he grew up first eight years of his life in Ohio. And then um, he ended up moving because of family. He moved to Alabama and has lived there ever since. But as his coach told me, this isn't a kid that goes with the flow. He might want to be a trend center and leave the state of Alabama and end up at Ohio State. So you know, if you were to put him and um, Carter Lowe in the same Ohio State class, 
then I think you've taken care of a whole lot of your needs right there. Uh, Carter Lowe is announcing this Saturday, 2.55 p.m. Uh, he will announce on the 247 Sports YouTube channel. Um, he's got a final five of Ohio State, uh, Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, Michigan. And I've got my crystal ball. In fact, I've had that on there for quite a while for Carter Lowe to Ohio State. And I- I'm still going with that pick. But we'll find out for sure on on Saturday. Carter Lowe, folks, he's the left tackle that everybody has been craving for. I would also say this about Micah DeBose in Alabama. Guess who's not the coach at Alabama anymore? (laughs) That makes that job a lot easier. The idea of getting a kid out of Alabama who's a legit, you know, high-star offensive lineman I'd much rather go after Kalen DeBoer than uh, Nick Saban in that case. And that is no slight towards Mr. DeBoer. I actually think he's a real good coach. I actually think had he waited it out, he'd probably be in the mix for the Michigan job. But we digress. All right. There was a question here about Dwayne Galloway. Um, We're starting to get to the point where late, I don't say sleepers, but guys who probably weren't as much on the radar – are on there now. Mark, who is Dwayne Galloway? And Bill, then you can take the recruiting from there. Yeah, he is a defensive back from Columbus, Ohio, uh, Marion Franklin High School. Uh, I think he's related to Tavian Galloway, the tight end that was, you know, I they think there's some Chill connection coffee. here. Yeah, Michelle Coffee. Uh, and he has blown up. He has the size at 6'1", 180 that you're looking for in the secondary. He's got the speed and explosion. Um, he's in the backyard of Ohio State. They know about him. You know, he, there's – there's no way, you know, that he hasn't yeah. been through there. Um, and it just will be a matter of time. I mean, on a national board, it's, it, this is what happens with kids like that. They're, he's one of the top few guys in Ohio. Um, obviously, being a little younger, there's not, not to hurry for, you know, 26 kids or whatever. But I, I think that the national board kind of pushes these guys down a little bit. And they just have to be patient. It's not like an offer may not come. Uh, and it may just be, a, like I just said with some of these other guys, a camp scenario. We have two offensive linemen in Ohio that aren't the top two. They're maybe four or five on the board or something. Give those guys a look in camp. Give them six more months to develop. Get a legit 40 time. I mean, we do have to remember what Ohio State's doing right now. They're taking transfer portal kids that are going straight to the NFL. Um, the, the bar is high. And I know there's – the reason I'm kind of justifying this is I know there's been a big push for him to get an Ohio State offer. I do read Twitter and I do read message boards. And I know there is a, a fan club for him out there that thinks it's maybe overdue. And I'm trying to ease them, you know, that, hey, it may, it may be coming. But just, you know, it, there's a lot of kids right now that get offers from Ohio State that don't happen right out of the gates. And I think just from following, this isn't particular to this recruitment. They feel insulted if they're a Columbus kid or a local kid and the offer doesn't come right away and they have a lot of other offers, like, why are you shying away from me type is maybe that's the vibe I get in this situation where strong offer list, like what's the hold up? The next one should be Ohio state. And, and it very well, very well, maybe. So there's my take on that. Well, the, um, uh, the easy answer is that, Tim Walton is recruit Galloway is a 2025 cornerback that's about uh, six foot 170 pounds approximately. And Tim Walton is kind of taken Ohio State's cornerback level to the Ryan Hartline wide receiver level. It's been incredible what Tim Walton has done with 
cornerbacks. He's already got Devin Sanchez, the number one corner in the country. He's got Blake Woodby, who is really good too, a top 10 in the country cornerback. Uh, you go down the list of other possibilities that include Dorian Brew, who could play corner or safety, Naheem Offert. Uh, from the South that is number two or number three cornerback in the country. Um, and I could go on and on. You know, there's just guys, Trey McNutt is another one. I see somebody mentioned him. I think he's going to end up as a safety myself, McNutt, but he's a tremendous prospect that could play safety or uh, perhaps nickel corner. There's just a heck of a line right now, the way Tim Walton is recruiting. Yeah, it's it's staggering. And keep in mind that, you're joining a team also that got, you know, Aaron Scott and Bryce West in the, in the class beforehand. So Miles Lockhart, Miles Lockhart. So it's not exactly like they're joining, entering a vacuum of corners here. And then like Mark said, <coughs> they added Davis and Nick Benoson out of the portal. Who's a stud day one starter. So it's, it's very difficult to get on the field at Ohio State. It's very difficult, very, 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 very difficult to get on there as. Um, I, I believe the cliche and the whack is we can't take them all. Right. You know, I mean, and, and it, it may happen, but yeah, it, it just you can't take all of these guys. Bill, Jamie French. <laughs> um, With two F's. Correct. The second F stands for fast. <laughs> What's the latest? He is a receiver that um, I think he was basically, was he thought to be going to Alabama? Maybe I'm wrong on that. He was but committed that, to Alabama. Okay. And so now things have changed. What's the latest? He's a heartline-ish quality player. Yeah, he's at the top of the list as far as 2025 wide receivers. Um, and he definitely likes Ohio State. Um, he has been to Ohio State even when he committed to Alabama. He had been highly considering Ohio State. But he's not in all likelihood going to rush into anything again. As we said, he was committed to Alabama, decommitted, and he's in no big hurry to make a recommitment uh, to anyone. So I think that that one's going to play out. But I think Ohio State is one. Well, I know Ohio State is one of his top choices. He actually said that he's going to wait and see how it goes with Jeremiah Smith to decide on Ohio State. So my guess is it goes pretty well. Um, <laughs> Any updates on Luca Gilbert and Quentin Simmons? Luca Gilbert, of course, the tight end from the Lakotas. Mark, Bill? Um, the Luca Gilbert, I saw him twice this year. He's gotten better every time I see him. He's so long and he's getting thick and the, the blocking's becoming dominating. Um, he might be in that Jake Ballard type tight end by the time he's done. I know he's a good receiver now, but the way he's filling out, he's just going to be a monster by the time he gets into a college weight room. That basketball <laughs> body's turning into a football body. Quentin Simmons is the Withrow uh, receiver, defensive back. At Ohio State, they spent a lot of time with him in the receiver drill. I mean, Brian Hartline literally coached him almost exclusively that day on route running because he was a very raw prospect. He ran a 40 time that turned everybody's head, and then they watched him run routes and said, whoa, we got to put some polish on this if we want to make that 40 time translate into great football player. I, it's basically my nutshell assumption. Like, so he's a very raw prospect with a very raw skill set that's very good. But at Ohio State, again, in that Brian Hartline receiver room, 
Uh, is he athletic enough to play at Ohio State? Yeah, he tested out in a way that had every Ohio State coach going, who is this kid? And let's let's see if there's some underlying talent we can bring out today. Uh, if he came back next year and earned an offer at this camp, would not shock me one bit because he has the underlying ability. Yeah, it just would, Again, when you're trying to get an Ohio State offer, you can't show up with not, not polished. You can't show up without a um, a body of work that justifies who you are. The the raw prospects like that that flash this ability real quick, they end up in other places, and then they end up developing, and they end up in the NFL. And you say, "Oh, why didn't we take them?" We that's that road for that type of kid. But again, Ohio State just it's ready made. It's we don't have to wait. We don't have to assume. We don't have to take a leap of faith that you're going to do this. We're taking the guys that are doing it and. To his own fault, I guess, Chris Henry was on his team, and you're comparing him to Chris Henry on every rep, and Chris Henry already had the offer, already proved it, had the height, had the speed, and so he almost, against that backdrop, was fighting that. Like, you have the Ohio State blueprint standing next to you every day in practice, and it makes you look a little less than when you're really not. Cedric Works is a guy we've been asked about a lot lately. Defensive end out of Northmont. Bill, have you heard anything that makes you think he's going to get an offer? I don't think – I don't get the vibe that it's going to happen real, real soon. Um, I think it could happen. Uh, he is a defensive end out of Northmont, about 6'4", maybe maybe a little taller, about 225. Um, he's got some good offers. The, the biggest one is Georgia. Um, Kentucky, Cincinnati, Boston College, um, West Virginia, Purdue, or some of his other offers. I, I don't get the vibe that that offer is imminent at this point. He might be a camp guy um, to get an offer then, maybe before then. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens with him. He, he's, he is a talented player. I know Mark likes him. Um, he's a talented kid. There's, of course, some uh, Michigan chatter on here. If you want to go back and those who on the podcast, you want to go back and watch the YouTube and watch the chatter between the donks. It's, it's fun. Um all right, let's see if we can finish it off here with some good stuff. Ba, 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 ba. Okay. Yeah, let's go. In. No, this is the one, uh, Bill. Dorian Brew did not commit yesterday because he did not announce yesterday. He pushed his announce announcement back. What's the latest? I still like Ohio State in that one. Um, Michigan. Uh, has has been in his ear talking to him. Um, you know, there's still some angst that maybe Texas A&M and Texas could win out there. Um, but I still tend to like Ohio State. I think he just wants some more time uh, to, to make his decision and um, make sure he is uh, making the decision that's going to stay the decision and not change his mind. Okay. Yeah, you can't read the the live chat on the show, but I'm saying if it's posted up here and you go back and watch the podcast, you can see it. All right, so let's just finish it with this, Bill. Final detail. Refresh our people on Carter Lowe and this weekend. That's, uh, he is going to be announcing on Saturday, January 27. Um, he's going to do it on the 247 Sports YouTube channel. Um, his finalists, Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, those are three pretty good schools. Um, Michigan and Tennessee. Um, and, and I, as I've mentioned, I crystal walled him pretty early, or well, definitely early to Ohio State. Uh, I still like that pick. Um, and if all goes as I think it's going to go, then Buckeye fans will have their 
left tackle that they've been craving, I guess, in the recruiting ranks since Paris Johnson. But we need to tune in for sure to see what Carter Lowe announces on Saturday afternoon. I just banned JV Marty Smith there. He and took I, it to And I know why. To, I, I, I caught the comment before it was banned, and I and I took a little like, okay. Personal offense. You can take shots at people, but when you're a normal human and you start taking shots at Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, you need to get run. And you were, Marty. Um, I'm not even, we don't even need to say the Michigan stuff. It's going to take care of itself, thankfully. Dark ages. All right. Um, that was a fun show. Appreciate you guys stopping by. Once again, be here, be square for Carter Lowe. Um, feel very good about that. And, uh, very good about the way the program is running right now. Good stuff. Have a great weekend, everybody. Have a good one, Buffnutters. winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.